Exodus chapter 24, the last verse of chapter 24, and we go into chapter 25. And I hope to get into chapter 27 this morning, but we'll see uh, how we how we do. Okay. <clears throat> Verse 16 of chapter 24. The glory of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai. Cloud covered it for six days. And on the seventh day he called Moses from the midst of the cloud. And to the eyes of the sons of Israel, the appearance of the glory of the Lord was like a consuming fire on the mountaintop. Moses entered the midst of the cloud as he went up to the mountains, and Moses was on the mountains 40 days and 40 nights. Chapter 25. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Tell the sons of Israel to raise a contribution for me. And he tells them what he wants to have. And look down at verse 8. Let them construct a sanctuary for me, that I may dwell among them, according to all that I'm going to show you as the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furniture, just so you shall construct it. I want you to build a sanctuary for me that I may dwell among them. Now this is some of the instruction that God gave Moses and he wrote it down. Now, we're going to do a little skipping around, but uh, just hang with me there. This first sheet, the first page, I've got down there a plan view of the tabernacle that's looking down on it from the top. Um, this, all, this is all concerning the tabernacle, but it's in different, if it's in different um, uh, <clears throat> um, Pieces, and we're going to talk about most of the pieces. Okay, there's a little thing that we need to kind of set out. What is a cubit? Anybody know what a cubit is? 18 inches. I've got a chart up here. I don't know if you can see it. A cubic is 18 inches, one and a half cubits, 27 inches, five, so forth and so forth, down to 10 cube, uh, 100 cube, cubits, 150 feet. We got where we could, we can talk in feet, inches pretty good, but when you put 18 inches, <laughs> I have to stop and think, but cubit, and that's, that's a, the measurement we have. Uh, now, uh, what the pictures that are in here are somebody's idea. We don't know. In a lot of cases, we don't, we, we don't know. Uh, but these are the, some ideas that it could be. Um, God did it. We didn't have iPhones back in Moses' day, and nobody took pictures. So, so uh, we have what we have. Now, acacia wood. Does anybody know what acacia wood is? It's a, it's, a, it's a furniture wood. It's available today, but most of the acacia wood, according to my friends at Google, say it comes from Australia. 
Uh, it's been around since biblical times. It's known as a thorn tree or a whistling thorn or a wattle. It's believed that it's been around for more than 200 million years. I don't put any faith in that. These trees in Australia are known as wattles and acacia, a scientific name, is the most species and it's known for furniture. Um, it's a reasonable wood. Once cut, it can be planted and it has rapid growth. And it's very good for furniture. Uh, we didn't have any acacia wood growing down in Louisiana, so I'm not too familiar with it outside of Scripture. But anyway, that's, that's that. The difference between pure gold and gold overlay. We'll, we'll see this as we, as we go through that. Pure gold is just that. It was cast or fashioned from gold. Gold overlay is just what it says. It's, it's something, a case you would in most cases, that's been overlaid with a thin sheet of gold. So we just need to understand that and we'll, we'll get in, into that. Okay, turn with me, if you will, to chapter 27. Uh, we're, we're, we're coming back, but chapter 27 is where we're going to start. Uh, and the <clears throat> outline of this tabernacle, the 75 feet by 150 feet, that, that encompasses the court of the tabernacle. Now, um, we again we, we, th we think we know and yet a lot we don't know um, this, this plan view that I show here I took from uh, Bible knowledge commentary but it's the same thing that Dr. Wiersbe had in his book on Exodus the very same drawing so I'll I'll identify little things that I can't understand. Look at verse 9 of, of chapter 27. You shall make the court of the tabernacle. And that's, that's what in, is encompassed by the 75 by 150 on the south side. Now, you see the compass points there? On the, that's significant when we get further on down into... Uh, well, we won't get it in Exodus, but the way the, the tabernacle was uh, situated when they moved it and the way the tribes were around it had to do with these compass points. Normally, we'd say, you know, north is north. When, when, I, when I get drawings, you know, more times than not, they have true north and plant north and and it's normally that way. But in here we have west, east, south, and north. So um, that's important at that time. Okay, verse 9 again. You shall make the court of the tabernacles on the south side. There shall be hangings for the court of twisted linen, a hundred cubits long. So that's 150 feet. We've just, we just said that. And the pillars shall be 20 and there are 20 sockets of bronze and the hooks and the pillars and the bands shall be silver. Likewise, the north side, 
the length there will be hangings of a hundred cubits, twenty pillars, so forth and so on. Verse twelve. For the width of the court on the west side shall be hangings of fifty cubits, and and um, there um, there ten sockets, um, and the fifty cubits is seventy five feet. Uh, and then then it goes on down verse fourteen. They shall be fifteen cubits high, and that's twenty two and a half feet. You know that's pretty high fence. Um, I won't call it a wall, but <laughs> that's a joke. Uh, fifteen, there shall be hangings of fifteen cubits with three pillars and the gates of thirty cubits. So you see there, the, thir- the gate is thirty, uh, 150, 75, 150, and 75. So that, he, he tells you exactly how to do that. Now, that is the that is the court, and, and that's where the people p- could go. Now, the main part of the tabernacle is the part we see in the middle, 15 by 45. Now, go to, <clears throat> go to chapter 26, verse 15. These are repeated later on. We'll get to this again in just a minute. Well, not just a minute, but later on in, a, in our teaching. Uh, Chapter 26, verse 15. <clears throat> then you shall... He doesn't tell you that, that's, that this is the meat of the tabernacle, but he does explain it. He says, Then sh- you shall make boards for the tabernacle of acacia wood, standing upright, ten cubits, that's fifteen feet, and the length of each board shall be one and a half cubits, which is 20, twenty-seven feet. So, you sawmill people... They're sawing 27 inch pieces of lumber. That's, that's pretty good. Uh, and you have two tenons on each board fitted together. Verse 8, 18, you shall make the boards of the tabernacle 20 boards for the south side. So when you calculate 20 boards times 27 inches, you come up with 45 feet. Uh, and so that's that's the width uh, or the length of of the tabernacle itself. Now, the fifteen up there, I can't make fifteen work. Turn, well, it's turning in my Bible on uh, verses twenty-seven. Uh, excuse me, twenty-two and twenty-three of of twenty-six. For the rear of the tabernacle to the west, you shall make six boards. Well, six boards comes out to be 13 and a half feet. 23, you make two boards with the corners. That comes out to be 18 feet. So some of the other things that I looked at left off that dimension, which is probably smart because, because I couldn't prove it and they couldn't prove it, but I don't know where they got 15 feet, but that's, that's okay with me. There is a scripture that says that the, temp- the Holy of Holies is a cube. So if it's 15 feet in one direction, it's 15 feet in the other two directions. So that, that's, they're standing on good ground there. So uh, that's, that's that. So the tabernacle itself was a pretty good size piece of work. 
and it was heavy. And that's why the Levites and the priests were assigned jobs to carry this thing. And we'll get into that in just a minute. Okay, back to chapter 25, and let's pick it up with, with uh, <clears throat> verse, uh, verse 10. Now, I've asked, uh, I've asked um, Pat to, to read it. And have, them, yes. have them make a chest of acacia wood, two and a half cubits long, a cubic and a half wide, and a cubic and a half high. Overlay it with pure gold, both inside and out, and make a gold molding around it. Cast four gold rings for it and fasten them to its four feet with two rings on one side and two rings on the other. Make them poles, then make poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold. Insert the poles into the rings on the side of the chest to carry it. The poles are to remain in the rings of this ark. They are not to be removed. Then put in the ark the testimony which I will give you. Make an atonement cover of pure gold, two and a half cubits long and a cubic and a half wide, and make two cherubim out of hammered gold at the ends of the cover. Make one cherubim on one end and the second cherub on the other. Make the cherubim of one piece with the cover and the two ends. The cherubim are to have their wings spread upward, overshadowing the cover with them. The cherubim are to face each other, looking toward the cover. Place the cover on top of the ark and put in the ark the testimony which I will give you. There above the cover between the two cherubim that are over the ark of the testimony, I will meet with you and give you all my commands for the Israelites. Okay, a couple of comments about that. <clears throat> Pat kept saying, let's just look at verse 17 from, um, you shall make a cover. Does your Bible have anything else but cover? Mercy seat. Mercy seat. It's a cover. That's basically what it is. But mercy seat comes out more times than not. You know, it, and this is where the Lord met them on top of the Ark of the Covenant. So let's look on the second page. Well, maybe it's on the third page. Uh, this little handout I gave you <clears throat> where it says uh, number five no number seven <clears throat> the poles are significant and I'm going to say something about that in a minute and you see them there and <clears throat> this I took this out of a uh, Rose publishing book that I have and because I have it <laughs> I'm, I'm able to reproduce it and it says down at the bottom it's for classroom use so don't y'all sell it uh, so it's for classroom use okay uh, read with me the central focus of the entire tabernacle was the most holy place where God spoke to the high priest above the mercy seat the area where the winged cherubims faced each other. And he, he told them how to make them. And you've got the sizes there, three and three quarter long, two and a quarter wide, two and a quarter high. Uh, so that's the size 
of the Ark of the Covenant. Uh, look back on verse 14. You shall put the poles into the rings on the side of the ark to cover, excuse me, to carry the ark with them. Do you remember when King David was going to move the ark to Jerusalem and they started off and they built an ox cart and they put, put the ark of the covenant on the ox cart. And as they were going, going, it started to tip, and what happened? This guy reached out to settle, to touch it, and God killed him just like that. And when they did move it, how did they move it? Number one, the Levites moved it, and they put the poles back in the rings. That's how, that's how accurate God is and how he wants us to obey him in every little detail. Men carrying it with poles could handle any difference in elevation fairly easy. But an ox cart was a different ball of uh, a game there. So that's just a... That's, just trivia, so to speak, but that's why they were there. Okay, let's continue with the table of showbread, and Art's going to read that for me. This is verse 23 of uh, 20, uh, chapter 25. You shall make the table of acacia wood. Two cubits shall be its length, a cubit its breadth, and a cubit and a half its height. You shall overlay it with pure gold and make a molding of gold around it. And you shall make a rim around it, a hand breadth wide, and a molding of gold around the rim. And you shall make for it four rings of gold and fasten the rings to the corners at its four legs. Close to the frames the rings shall lie as holders for the poles to carry the table. You shall make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold, and the table shall be carried with these. And you shall make its plates and dishes for incense, and its flagons and bowls with which to pour drink offerings, you shall make them of pure gold. And you shall set the bread of the presence on the table before me regularly. Okay. So you've seen the detail that God was talking to Moses about. And he said, do it like I showed you on the mount. L look at chapter 31. The first verse of chapter 31. And <clears throat> he said, The Lord spoke to Moses saying, See, I have called by name, that guy, B-E-Z-A-E-L, son of Ur, son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. I have filled him with spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, in all kind of craftsmen, to make artistic designs for work in gold, in silver and in bronze, in the cutting of stones and the setting in the carving of work, that he may work in all kinds of craftsmanship. And behold, I have appointed this guy, O-H-O-L-A-B, the son of so forth from the tribe of Dan, and his heart will be, <clears throat> excuse me, in the hearts of all who are skillful. I have put skill that they may 
uh, make all that I have commanded you. So not only did God tell them how to make it, God told them who was going to make it and who was going to supervise it. Now the details, you know, Moses and this guy had some discussions, I'm sure. Um, I don't know if they had number two pencils back then, but they did some hand sketching somewhere along the line, and and they came up. This is how I'm gonna. This is how I'm gonna build it. I think it's it's fantastic to me that God said that guy and that guy. I've put the knowledge to do it and he called them and that's pretty good calling I mean Moses was at the burning bush and God called him and in this particular case God told Mo Moses go get this two guys one from the tribe of Judah and one from the tribe of Dan and they're going to supervise this intricate building as we have now look on the second page I think page four or a little circle four there <clears throat> is the table of showbread and that's what Art just read about. Three feet long, foot and a half wide, two and a quarter feet high and the table of showbread Aaron and his sons placed twelve loaves of bread made from fine flour to a twelve Loaves represent the twelve tribes. The table of the loaves was a continual reminder of everlasting promise, the covenant between God and the children of Israel as a memorial of God's provision of food. The bread was eaten by Aaron and his sons and was replaced every Sabbath. So, <laughs> if, if this would have been if Velta had anything to do with this, she'd have said, well, we got to have a cover to cover it up, you know, and nothing said about that. But anyway, that's, uh, that's the table of showbread. And if you go back to that plan view, which is on the first, the first, uh, the first uh, page in the holy place, uh, you have the table of showbread shown. The Ark of the Covenant that Pat read about was was in the holy of holies. Okay, let's let's go back to um, go back to chapter twenty six, and uh, let's look at the candle stands. Sandra is going to read read that read that for us. <clears throat> I'm sorry, chapter twenty five shall make a lampstand of pure gold. The lampstand shall be made of hammered work, its base, its stem, its cups, its calyxes, and its flowers shall be of one piece with it. And there shall be six branches going out of its sides, three branches of the lampstand out of one side of it, and three branches of the lampstand out the other side of it. Three cups made like almond blossoms, each with calyx and flower, on one branch, and three cups made like almond blossoms, each with calyx and flower on the other branch. So for six branches going out of the lampstand, 
And on the lampstand itself there shall be four cups made like almond blossoms with their calyxes and flowers and a calyx of one piece with it under each pair of the six branches going out from the lampstand. Their calyxes and their branches shall be of one piece with it, the whole of it a single hammered piece work of pure gold. You shall make seven lamps for it, and the lamps shall be set up so as to give light on the space in front of it. Its tongues and their trays shall be made of pure gold. It shall be made with all these utensils out of the talent of pure gold. And see to it that you make them after the pattern for them, which is being shown to you on the mountain. So, gold lampstands. These were probably cast. Um, we don't know. Um, but that's, uh, we know that they, they did cast a lot when years later when Solomon's temple was done scripture tells us that they were cast and where they were cast but anyway the Lord told these two guys this is what I want you to do and I want you to build this gold lampstand now there's one little thing that I can't reconcile myself verses 37 you shall make its lamps seven in number um I don't know where the other six went, and maybe maybe that's general. Maybe maybe all seven were in there, but uh, our our drawing just shows one. But uh, they could have all been in there, uh, as, as you see. Okay, on page uh, two again, it shows the lampstands, and it's typical uh, Jewish, like we have six coming from one side and six from the other other um, and the seventh in the middle there um, says from the labor the priest passed through the veil into the holy place the room entered had three objects a gold lampstand on the north side of the table um, the of the altar of incense and the west before the veil and the most holy place. Maybe that's, I needed to read that, and I just now did. Uh, so maybe they were in the holy place and as well as in the holy of holies. I can't, uh, anyway, that's, that's this guy's uh, uh, in interpretation. Now, uh, another little bit of trivia um, that in the, if he was out in the holy place, you remember when when Hannah took took Samuel to Eli, and he grow, grew up as a boy, and then when the Lord called him, if you go back and read in in First Samuel where he was talking about him, and what was what was uh, Samuel doing when the Lord called him? He was laying on the floor of the holy place next to the lampstand because it was never to go, out, to go out. And he had to trim the wicks and add olive oil to it. So that's when that was Samuel's job as a, as a kid. Now he was in there to keep the lamp in the holy place burning. And uh, that's, that's just 
another little trivia. We'll later on we'll see that this is never to go out. Um, that's what God said. Okay, that takes us to chapter 26. Um, and we have the curtains of, of linen. And Jerry's going to read that for us, I believe. Moreover, you shall make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine twisted linens, blue and purple, and scarlet material. You shall make them with the seraphim, the work of a skillful work. The length of each curtain shall be twenty-eight cubits, and the width of each curtain four cubits. All the curtains shall have the same measurements. Five curtains shall be joined to one another, and the other five curtains shall be joined to one another. You shall make loops of blue on the edge of the outermost curtain of the first set. And likewise, you shall make them on the edge of the curtain that is outermost in the second set. You shall make 50 loops in the one curtain, and you may, shall make 50 loops on the edge of the curtain that is in the second set. The loops shall be opposite each other. You shall make 50 clasps of gold and join the curtains to one another with clasps so that the tabernacle will be a unit. Now the curtains of goat hair. Then you shall make curtains of goat hair for a tent over the tabernacle. You shall make 11 curtains in all. The length of each curtain shall be 30 cubits and the width of each curtain four cubits. The 11 curtains shall have the same measurements. You shall join five curtains by themselves and the other six curtains by themselves and you shall double over the sixth curtain at the front of the tent. You shall make 50 loops on the edge of the curtain that is outermost in the first set, and 50 loops on the edge of the curtain that is in the outermost of the second set. You shall make 50 clasps of bronze, and you shall put clasps into the loops and join the tent together so that it will be one unit. The overlapping part that is left over in the curtain of the tent the half curtain that is left over shall lap over the back of the tabernacle. The cubic on one side and the cubic on the other of which is left over is the length of the curtain of the tent. Shall lap over the sides of the tabernacle on one side and on the other to cover it. You shall make a covering for the tent of ram skin and dried red and a covering of porpoise skins above. Okay. Um. One of the guys that I read from this week uh, was talking about verse 14. You shall make a covering for the tent uh, and so forth and so on. And he had already given some dimensions up there. And he says that, that it was a flat roof. Uh, that that he, he, he would thinking that, that it would be uh, a straight... Uh, it should have a ridge pole in the middle, and then, uh, but the dimensions don't fit. I got tickled reading it because, you know, the author of the universe, and you're gonna tell him how to design a tent. <laughs> if 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 God wanted it not to rain, it wouldn't have rained. I don't know what the, but anyway, uh, that was just humorous to me that when I when I read that and I said, good gracious, we we. This guy's going to said it should have been built different. <clears throat> okay, let's continue on, and uh, we're going to skip, uh, well, verses 31 through 37, and Ramona's going to read that for us of chapter 26. You 
you shall make a veil of blue purple and scarlet material and fine priesthood linen. It shall be made with cherubim, the work of a skillful workman. You shall hang it on four pillars of acacia overlaid with gold. Their hooks also being of gold on the four sockets of silver. You shall hang up the veil under the glass and shall bring in the ark of the testimony there within the veil. And the veil shall serve for you as a petition between the holy place and the holy of holies. You shall make the mercy seat on the ark of the testimony in the holy of holies. You shall set the table outside the veil and the lampstand opposite the table on the side of the tabernacle towards the south. And you shall put the table on the north side. You shall make a screen for the doorway of the tent of blue, purple, and scarlet material and fine twisted linen, the work of a weaver. You shall make five pillars of acacia for the screen and overlay them with gold. Their hooks also be of gold. And you shall cast five sockets of bronze for them. Okay, on the uh, second page again of your thing, they're talking about uh, the veil. Um, I think the thing that I want to highlight, whoa. Well, let me say this right quick um, when the, the time got away from me. Um, when the temple was constructed, it was of similar design. The veil of the temple was torn from top to bottom when Jesus died. And that meant that, that we could enter into the holy place because prior to this, only the high priest and just once a year could go into the holy place to offer sin, uh, offer uh, sacrifice and a blood um, offering unto the Lord for the atonement. Um, I didn't get quite as far as, as uh, I wanted to. Uh, but that took us to chapter 27, and we'll uh, see. I'll pick it up there next week. And hang on to this little piece of paper. He may use it, and he may not use it, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go from there, okay? Uh, this is, like I say, this is not really pertinent to us today, but we're marching towards redemption of mankind, which is the cross and, and what Jesus did. Let's pray. Father, Lord, we thank you for all you are to us, and we thank you for this time. We ask that you would bless us. We thank you for the details and how God planned everything out. He's, he's, a, he's a God of order, and, and Father, we thank you for that. So bless us as we go to further services, and everything that's said, would you honor it and glorify it, and would you move in our presence today, and we'll give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen.